This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Erica Polsonelli, and welcome to Evolve by Erica, the podcast, where we talk all things spirituality, ascension, health, wellness, and beyond. I'm so excited that you are here. Come on in. Hello, guys, and welcome to another solo episode, which I'm so excited for. So this episode, I want to talk about something that you guys, actually some of you wrote in about, and I think it's just so relevant. It is the topic of discipline and the topic of why it is so challenging to show up and do the things that are good for us. Simple. So simple and something we all experience. So in on this planet, we live with gravity that's pulling us down towards the center of the earth. And that is the same for our energy. So it is easier for our energy to kind of be stagnant and get pulled lower rather than ascend and rise. It takes more energy to rise. And in my previous solo episode, I spoke about how it's part of our DNA to have an easier time thinking more negatively and having the negative thoughts be more automatic rather than the positive thoughts. And that's because of survival. It's what our ancestors needed to do in order to survive. But we're here and we're rewriting how we live, we're recreating what life should look like, and we're worthy of living our best, most aligned life. And everything I'm going to share here is just from my experience at life. You may have a very different experience, and I honor that. And I'm not saying my way is the right way or the highway. I'm just saying this is what I've experienced to this point. And in five years, maybe I have a completely different idea of this. So What I have learned is that it is challenging to meet ourselves and do the things that are hard for us. I remember a few years back, um, my friend, I was telling my friend how I started to take cold showers and I'm waking up at 5 a.m. and all of these other lifestyle um, transitions and shifts I've made. And he said to me, it sounds like you're taking all the fun out of life. Like it's nice to sleep in. It's nice to take a hot shower. And like, yeah, that's comfortable. That's all really comfortable. But we know that what's comfortable isn't what's going to help us grow and evolve. We know that. And it's outside of our comfort zones where change and evolution exists. And we all know what it feels like to change. We don't love it. (laughs) We don't really enjoy it. It's not that much fun. It's uncomfortable to do something different because we're creatures of habit and we create these neural pathways that we're just comfortable in following. And these habits that we don't even realize are addictions or habits that we have that are just easy and go to for us to do. And it's outside of those things that lead to growth. So why is it so hard for us to do the things that feel good? Because typically the things that feel good aren't the things we want to do, but they're the things we know will help us change the most. So waking up at 5 a.m. will forever be a challenge for me. This is never something that comes easy to me. I have to plan 24 hours in advance 
I have to hype myself up 24 hours in advance to make that happen. And once I make it happen, I quickly reap the rewards of waking up at 5 a.m. and doing my meditation. And on the days that I don't, I quickly feel the opposite. I see where I could have done better. I see what I could have had more time for, how I could have had more time to just be and to be mindful and present and in that connected state in my meditation. And in those moments, I learn and I take that with me as ammunition to support me in the moments where it's the hardest to do whatever it is that helps me to feel good. So I think discipline is a word that so many people in the wellness industry are shying away from. It's almost like they don't want to say the word and it bothers me (laughs) because people are substituting it with the word consistent. And that is not, it's not a substitute. In order to be consistent, you need some type of discipline to get you to the routines that you are being consistent with. And that's how I see it. And you could challenge that. I'm open to it. But in this level of consciousness I'm at, that's how I see it. We need to have the discipline to show up and be consistent. And it's not easy, but we know it's always worth it. And I want you to know that you're not alone by feeling that it's easier to resort back to the old habits you have, that it's easier not to change, that it's so much easier to sleep in than to get up and meditate. And that's where the discipline comes in. What is the inner dialogue that you have with yourself that's going to push you and motivate you to do it? What are the experiences that you've had that are going to remind you how worth it it is. And the thing about the meditation practice that I have is that it wowed me from day one. (laughs) And from day one, I felt immediate benefits and the benefits just kept getting better and better and better and deeper and deeper and deeper and more transformative. And that is what I use as my motivation. I know that I have access to something that's going to help me be my highest self. And if I want to step into my highest self, I'm the only one that's going to bring me there. And I think it's so important to have people in your life that inspire you, that can hold you accountable. At the end of the day, it is you. So you have the opportunity. I'm sure you have a pocket full of tools and shifts that you know if you implement, you can step further into your highest self. Are you willing to have the discipline to hold yourself accountable and to show up for yourself? Are you? So there are a lot of things that I have not mastered that I'm going to share have significantly helped me and what I'm still working towards in full transparency, because these are the things that really um, support me in my mission to be my highest self. And I know when I don't do these things, I quickly see why I should be. So number one, of course, starting my day with a powerful meditation practice and not just getting to my cushion and then being like, check, did it, done, but having time to linger in that sweet space of bliss and higher consciousness, because that is where we connect to source. That's where our energy of connectedness to source and one another comes from. That's where we receive divine downloads. 
that's where we tap into our soul's truth and we're able to come back here and see so clearly in this matrix what works for us and what does not work for us. What is part of an ego mission and what's part of a soul mission? What's part of dharma and what's part of karma? So that morning practice, it's not just about checking it off. It's about having time with yourself, especially with Kundalini, because we're very active in our meditations and making sure you have time afterwards. Just sit and be and receive. That's a really important practice. The other thing that I've noticed in my life, especially being an entrepreneur and someone who works for themselves, is preparation. And I see this through my work through sharing on Instagram and also through in the aspect of food, like being prepared with what I want to eat that week and, and going to the food store and preparing the food and having it handy and having all of these systems in place. So I think preparation and creating systems in your life are really important in helping you stay on track of your highest self. And it's work. It's not easy. If we could flow through life of just being so aligned to our highest self and not need discipline, maybe that's mastery. Maybe that is true embodiment. But while we're here on this physical plane, it's important that we have these systems in place. So some things that I must do or I strive to do is have planned what I would like to share to social media the day before. It doesn't always happen. And sometimes the next day I come out of a meditation, I'm like, oh, I need to share this message with the collective. I'm changing my plan. And I always leave wiggle room for that. But in order for me to have a morning after my practice, always after my practice, to be social media free for a few hours, I need to prepare because it's important for me to share through social media, to get my message out there, to share these practices. And I don't want to spend the early mornings doing that. So I need to be prepared in my work and I need to be prepared then in my life. Am I going food shopping? Am I creating the time and space to figure out what I have in my house to sustain this healthy body and have meals that support that? So those are two things. So, so far, morning practice, having systems in place. Another thing that's become really helpful in um, just supporting the good habits in my life is habit stacking. And at first, I didn't like the idea of habit stacking. It actually sounded the opposite of mindful to me. I was thinking if you're doing many things at once, it doesn't feel like you're doing anything with so much intention behind it. But what I've realized is habit stacking has helped me actually make time for the things I wasn't anyway. So winding down at night, getting on my PEMF mat, and maybe doing the new face tool while I'm lying on there. Maybe my legs are elevated as well. All of those things are helping my wind down for the evening disconnecting from my phone and making that time for me and my body in my meditation in the morning, turning on the red light and being able to get red light therapy while I'm meditating. Um, habit stacking your wind down with reading a book, finding ways. Um, what else do I do? Oh, in the morning after my meditation, if I gua sha or if I want to clean the house a little bit, just clear and prepare the space, I'll put on a podcast, an inspiring podcast. I love listening to inspirational podcasts, things that just help me feel really excited and motivated to go after all the things I desire and be in alignment with my highest self. And that's the time I make for that. 
Something else I started habit stacking is my meetings with a walk. So on Mondays, I have creative meetings where we're brainstorming all fun things. It's like a lot of fun work and I love doing it while I'm out for a walk because number one, walking just helps me to connect to my higher self and it helps me to be more creative. And it also minimizes the distractions because you're not looking at your computer, you're not looking at your phone, and you're just in your mind and in your body at the same time. And that's been really helpful to me. So in what areas can you create more time to silence yourself and tap in to your higher self? What systems can you put in place that are going to support you? support you in aligning with your higher self. What are they and what can you put in place? And then maybe habit stack. What things have you been wanting to get to, but you just can't find the time for? How can you find the time for them? What can you stack them with so that you can find the time, so that you do have the time? So those are some things that I just wanted to share. And I want you to know, again, that you're not alone if you're feeling like it's so hard to show up for the things in your life that make you feel or help you to feel your higher self. You're not alone. It's not easy to change. It's not easy to evolve. What we're choosing here being in this community is unique. Not everyone in society is choosing to continuously evolve and grow and heal, but we are consciously choosing it. And since it's not part of the norm, that makes it even harder because we're working against the collective energy into this other space. We're kind of swimming against the tide. We're creating change within ourselves and within the collective. So it's not easy, but you are not alone because you look around and you see the community we have and other high vibrational communities that exist in the world right now. And we're creating new neural pathways for the collective. And the more we do this, the easier it's going to get for us. And we're paving the way for others. The more easier it will be for other people because they're going to be inspired by you. They're going to see you. They're going to see the shifts within you and they're going to wonder what it is. And they're going to be a little more open to saying, hmm, maybe I should try something like that. Maybe it is time for me to pick up a practice. Maybe it is time for me to have a wind down routine. Maybe it is time for me to try a little breath work. And that's the that's what's going to start to ripple out. And then guess what? They start to swim in that current that we've started against the tide, but it's easier because we're paving the way. So you are absolutely not alone. It's not easy. And think of an object, how we take an object and we just drop it to the floor. And like that, it just drops. It gets pulled down. It takes more energy. We have to bend over. We have to use our finger. We have to use the pressure of our fingers and then use our energy to pull it up. It takes a lot more to lift that up. And that's just like our energy. And we so gratefully have access to a practice that helps us use our breath, movements, locks in the body, like root lock, mantras to help take that energy in the lower centers and lift it up. Is our practice easy? No, Kundalini is known to be one of the most powerful and challenging practices. It's not easy, but it's the quickest way to move it up. And that's what makes it one of the most challenging. Because if you want to do something quick, you're going to have to put in a lot more work right away, concentrated work. 
So here are some meditations that I would recommend to you if you're really feeling this subject and really feeling like you are ready to make the changes that you'd like to, to tap into your higher self. So one, the addiction meditation. The addiction meditation is going to be really powerful in helping you create new neural pathways so that you can actually release addictions, habits that no longer serve you, that you may not even be aware of that you're doing or that you hold, and to help you create new ones. Coming into that neutral space, being the observer, saying, oof, look, that hasn't been helping me. And oh, wow, this may. And going that way. Um, The meditation for change is another one. It helps us to release our ego. Our ego doesn't want to change. doesn't want to. But when we're able to come into that space of saying we're ready for it, we actually desire it, that meditation can help support you. And any other meditation that helps you to feel in alignment with your highest self, that's really going to support you. But those two are two that really stand out to me. The addiction meditation is only three minutes. You could add that on to any meditation, anything you want in during your practice. You could watch one video, pause it, go right into the addiction meditation, and then unpause it and go into the rest of the meditation. But that's really going to help you in overcoming any of the habits that have been keeping you in the same loop. It's going to disrupt the loop and allow you to create a new, more powerful, more beneficial, more productive loop. So thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. I love these short, sweet, potent, packed solo episodes. If there's anything else you want to chat about, please write into me on Instagram. I'm always checking the DMs and I would love to have any other conversations you're guided to here. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for being part of this community. My heart expands when I say that because I mean it with every fiber of my body. Thank you for creating the change within yourself so that we can create the change we want to see in the world. I love you. I'm sending you so much love. May the long time sun shine upon you. Sat Nam. Mm-hmm.